Which are we live right now? Are we live? live? Guys, we're live. So I was saying, I was saying to all of those haters that I met uh, this very nice guy over here. I was on a job for uh, a T-Mobile installation of some antennas on the roof. And then this guy was a, a little guy, but he says to me, I said, this guy must be a soccer fan. And I said to him, I said, let me ask you something. I said, uh, by the way, do you follow soccer? And the guy said, uh, yeah. And uh, I said, well, mm, let me guess. I said, what's your favorite team? He said, AC Milan. I said, yes, son of a gun. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the job went so freaking smoother over there. And then, uh, you know, uh, I told him, I said, yo, do me a favor. This is my card. I want you to watch the podcast all the time. Make sure that you like it and you subscribe it. And then you spread all the news with all your friends because you can have a lot of fun. I said, you know what? There is not much really going on with ESPN and all that BS. Then I said to him, I said, listen, if you watch this one here, you're going to get addicted. And if you're in Brooklyn... You're in Brooklyn, you're invited to the podcast. Just because you're an AC Milan fan, he said, I promise you, I promise you, I learned everything. So, Sounds like a real tifoso, if you ask yeah, me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, so I said, uh, the guy said, after we finish up, and then I, I made it a curve, uh, I, I, I was in uh, on uh, this uh, auto zone parking lot. I stopped by, and he had a black and red car, almost like mine. Oh, wow. I had a Cinquecento, this guy had an Honda, black and red. He said, see, AC Milan. <laughs> I said, look at this, see, AC Milan, black you and red. So, bottom line is, he said, he said, I got you. So he was already he was already sh- looking on YouTube and. Uh, I gotta uh, this guy. Sounds like a hero. Do you just yeah. find AC Milan fans everywhere you go? Well, listen, uh, I'm one of those uh, guys that uh, I try to spread the 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 goodness of uh, of uh, IFTV all over the place. It's not like you guys, uh, unless somebody hits the, the website. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm one of those uh, big time advertisers. So you might not like it, but uh, it is what it is. Okay, so we appreciate that. You appreciate that? Yeah, oh, that good. oh that's, that's good to know. What about you, Mike? Do you appreciate that? Absolutely. Oh yeah, I know that. Absolutely. Mm. To the fact fact you appreciate it, you give me half of the shot of the limoncello. I think you you drank the entire thing. I think that's what what happened over there. Uh, Guys, everybody, welcome to to the podcast. What a week of, uh, you all right over there? It's not working? Yeah. Technical Yeah, fix him up, fix him up. Hey, why is your father looking taller today? (laughs) I don't know. He, he goes on. He on grew the, overnight. I don't know if he grew overnight. Please tell me your secret, Gaetano. I'm begging <laughs> you. I'll give you anything. He's top of the table. Oh, wow. for growing? For growing? Absolutely. All right, hold on. We'll do this. Chewies. You keep talking, Mike. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's good. Oh wow! I got 14 points. I did. I did. I'm not that far then. Uh, that was two weeks ago. How much? Hey, how many points do I get right now? Well, we're gonna we're gonna count the prediction videos so we can get nice live reactions right. for it. I so, guess I didn't do well. I didn't do well. And I the guess. thing is, when Gaetano came in, he was acting like he didn't know. But I have a feeling that he did know the prediction because he was like, "Oh, who's first? So I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I'm not sure who's gonna be first on the table or something. He's giving me a weird face right uh, now. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wanna I, I wanna well, keep uh, this thing up to date. Uh, you know, I wanna course. know where I stand. I know, I know. But we gotta do it on the podcast so you know we could be nervous at the same time. The countdown Jesus and all that Christ. stuff. What I think that's the best way five to years do old. It. What is this? Kindergarten. Uh, uh, kindergarten. I think uh, setting up predictions to see who's the real maestro at the end of the season. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. We're, we're live. live. We've guys, been live the whole time. Guys, yeah, forget about all live. of this BS. Now we're going to start to talk about real stuff. Okay, what's the first topic, uh, Paisa? Uh, the first topic is that I think everybody over here, all their teams dropped points, but there's one team that, there's two teams that, two big teams that didn't drop points. Mm. Fact oh, wasn't Milan. Wasn't Milan? <laughs> Napoli, I guess, was one of them. Napoli. And Roma. And Roma. That's wow, right. Wow. Two see? teams yeah. that didn't drop points this week. Mm. Big, big, big week. We got a video. Did you guys see the video of uh, Ludovico dancing? Wow. Did you see it? No. Yeah, you didn't see hilarious. it. Oh my god. Oh, I have to watch. I it. thought we showed you guys this. Mm. No, I didn't send it I in the group message. Group. I thought Ludovico. I, Ludovico, I think it's going to be first place in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, for everybody that wants to see the video, it's uh, it's on our Instagram at IFTV Official. Let me see. <laughs> but, uh, is he a Greek? 
This is, sounds like Greek music. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it, it Napolitano. Too much amaro del capo. <laughs> <laughs> the next, the next is a better one. Uh, new song. It's too much amaro del capo. Too much amaro del capo. Look at him. So funny. What kind of music is this? Napolitano, I think. Huh? Gigi D'Alessio's new album. Oh, was oh, it really? Okay. That's what it was? Mm. When I when, when Ludovico Sounded showed me. Sounded Greek to me. When Ludovico <laughs> showed Napoletano me, Greek he said, make sure you post this. <laughs> so uh, we made sure we put hey, it. By the way, talking about Ludovico, and I saw recently his picture with Maradona over there. How is Maradona doing now? I oh, think he was all right now. Yeah, yeah. I Thank think God. he recovered. He, yeah, he's, he is in stable condition now and he's recovering good. Everything went successful. Beautiful. Thankfully. Beautiful. Ludovico told us a story last podcast since it was Maradona's birthday Amazing about uh, how he met Maradona. I don't know if you guys ever. Yeah, guys yeah, yeah. We saw that. I saw you heard that. it. You heard how he met him? Yeah. No. Real quick. Uh, he was at his wedding because he worked in the radio business. Somebody knew Bruno Giordano and Ludovico was going on his honeymoon. So he said, hey, can you bring this gift to Bruno Giordano? Once he brought it to Bruno Giordano, Giordano told him, hey, come to training with us. And he, had, he ended up letting him meet all the Napoli players. Mm-hmm. And then that's how he met Maradona. And he said he was the only person in this town that met Maradona. So when he went back, he was a superstar. Uh, wow. And when he said, because he, he had to develop the film. So he didn't want to tell the person that he wanted to develop that he met Maradona. So he was like, this is very important. Make sure this gets complete. <laughs> he was so scared that <laughs> was, the guy was going to mess sleep, it up. He didn't sleep in like three days because he wasn't sure if it was, the photos were going to get messed up. And you can't tell if they were blurry or not when you take them. So he was hoping that it came out good. So we're it's cracking up. Too funny. Too funny. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think every everybody seems over here kind of uh, struggled a little bit. Uh, we know Peter with, with Inter. We were live for Juventus and for the Inter match. And both of us were very frustrated. Oh, with, I'm uh, so sorry to hear that. 1-1 one, one draws. Yeah, oh. I saw your video that you seem like you were mad. I am mad? I'm not mad. You Let me tell you something. Let me tell you I'm mad no, I you, am. you were losing 2-0. Yeah. First, uh, first of all, first of all, <laughs> AC Milan outplayed Verona, not by Lilo. We really outplayed them. Not in the first half. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> Take your turn. We deserve to win at least by three or four goal differential. So they were two two lucky situations that they found themselves and they wound up scoring two goals. Sometimes the worst team wound up doing uh, capitalizing on mistakes of other people. I don't even think they were mistakes. We're just unfortunate situation because the, the deflection of, uh, of Calabria... I can happen to anybody. Yeah, the goal was a deflection. Uh, there was a deflection too. Donnarumma on the Kessi goal, it was oh, a deflection yeah. Take too. Take it easy. Take it easy. Hold on. Hey, like the reality? Hold on. Hold on. You're the Milan fans over here. AC Milan outplayed. We, we didn't score a penalty. We just, uh, we outplayed them at any, at every level. So the bottom line is that you guys didn't win. You, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. Atalanta could have won the game and nobody would have just been saying, hey, by the way, okay. you guys, listen, if you guys keep playing that way, you better start to look for another coach. Like Fiorentina just replaced the Iacchini. You might need Iacchini to be to take on, listen, on Inter Milan. Yeah. Because don't, don't worry about other coaches. Worry no. about your coach. No, listen, listen. We, we didn't have a great coach, but we're keeping him because we don't have much your, money to spend. Your, your, no, your, co- guys, your coach has a reputation. Listen, listen. So be careful. First of all, it's now your turn right now to talk. <laughs> okay. I am talking right now. I am the tell one who's talking. Tell you. Tell listen, listen to me. Uh, I'm uh, telling uh, you. But it's always your turn. I'm, uh, we're talking about Milan. Right no, now. we're talking about you too. Because <laughs> you. Listen, you too? listen. Conte, Conte. We're talking about Milan. He's the biggest 
Business thief. I wish I can I can copy. <laughs> I wish I can copy map to steal money. I wish I can do that. I don't know how to do it. The guy can is a very good on stealing money from everybody. He's the from guy Puglia, he's so. a punk. He's a punk. It really does not deserve any pain. Actually, should be paying Inter to yeah. have him coach. But anyway, another another thing. The only soft spot that I have is for those two losers over here because I like Pirlo. Pirlo, he was the greatest, one of the greatest AC Milan players and he won just about everything with AC Milan. Thank God he didn't win any Champions League with Juventus and I pray to God that he will never see that, you oh know, on, on the future. But aside from that, I have, <laughs> He's a, angry I have a soft, I have a soft spot for Pirlo. That's the only reason why I have a little bit more sympathy, not for Juventus, but I have the sympathy for Pirlo. And as far as, as, far as you are concerned, uh, Mike, I know you're a flipper. You like all of those losers. I'm like Milanista. You? I don't know. No, you're not Milanista. So. so anyway, Mike. <laughs> I Mike. don't understand the problem here. Mike, I'm a sportivo, Mike, right, Gaetano? Sportivo. Mike, what's your day job? What's my day? Being a Milan fan and supporting them. That's no, my no, day no, job. That's and so my nighttime job. Stick with, stick with your day job because I know you're not. You're a flipper. He works okay. night shift. Oh, he does a night shift? Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Now you can talk. <laughs> Jeez, you are mad. Oh, Gaetano has something stern in the box. <laughs> <laughs> we got them. <laughs> we got them. Ever. Go ahead. Out for blood this morning. You got to be careful for your coach. That's Now, don't worry about the inter coach. Worry about your coach. Because your coach has got a reputation that when they lose one game, he can go on a long streak. So, Milan did play, and they probably deserved to win the game. Mm. Now, but in the first half, they were, you know, when they were losing 2 nothing, they didn't look too good. But, uh, they, yeah, you, you could say that... Uh, we outplayed, uh, we outplayed Verona big time. That at the end, you had a lot of, you hit the post, uh, you missed the penalty, so you had. But I'm still impressed with the team, with uh, Verona. I think Verona, being, uh, the, they they made a lot of changes from uh, from last year, and Juric has a way to let this team play, and they play well, and they play well against uh, Juventus. And uh, they're not afraid, you know, to go to San Siro, and uh, they were winning 2 nothing. So, right. good point. I I agree. I definitely I agree with that. And Juric was a guy that we know was linked with uh, Fiorentina, and you had just mentioned it. And since it's you know relevant news to us right now, I think we should start with with Fiorentina a little bit. Okay, which Let's start with Fiorentina, which I think that they made a good choice. Now I think that Prandelli is a good coach. Yeah. I, I think that they made a good choice in not waiting too long. There were uh, reports earlier this morning that they were going to stick with Yakini and give him more time. And we know last year, they had this debate with Montella where they decided to keep him. They kept giving him more times, match after match after match, and then they ended up losing out on their opportunity of getting Gattuso, who ended up joining Napoli. And I thought they were going to make the same mistake this year by giving Yakini too much time. And you know, all of us are have been very adamant since even before the season started that Yakini was not a coach to lead Fiorentina to where Fiorentina's ambitions are. Uh, we all knew that. We've all said that. We even said that he would be gone by the match, uh, by Parma match. He tied 0-0, and he was he was sacked now officially, and they brought in Cesare Prandelli. For Iacchini, I think Iacchini's always going to be that guy that you could bring. He's good to bring in maybe for like the last quarter of the season, you know, the last 5-10 games. He tries them. to save teams from relegation. Yeah. But beyond that, he's not a coach that you could build any real plan on. Now, Cesare Prandelli was is the guy that they went with. There was talks of bringing back Montella. There was talks of Aquilani. There was talks of Sarri and Spalletti. But they chose Prandelli, who did coach Fiorentina in the past. What's everybody's thoughts on the sacking, which I think we all agree is justified, and then Prandelli? Okay, I just wanted to say, uh, I think this was the right idea. Like Marco was saying, I think we're all on the same page. 
um, with Yakini uh, uh, with what's going on. But now he's going to be paying three coaches. I thought, I don't think a lot of people agreed with me. I thought it wouldn't be the worst idea to bring Montella back since they were, were already paying him. And he has a better squad than what he had a couple seasons ago. And uh, I think Prandelli is a step above Yakini uh, and probably on the same level as Montella anyway. So I, I don't think that would have been the worst option to try him out. I want to know what you guys would have thought about that. Did you think he, the relationship was just burnt or did you think they just wanted to try something else in terms of a different coach? Peter, what do you think? Uh, I think going back to Montella would be a step backwards. Uh, How come? Because Montella hasn't really been able to prove anything past that you know, uh, good Fiorentina side that he had a couple of years ago. Besides that, he hasn't done anything anywhere he's gone. And I think they already passed that point. They needed something new. They needed something fresh. Um, Prandelli, uh, he brought Fiorentina to Champions League. Um, he was one of the you know catalysts for Fiorentina during that during the time that he was there uh, to bring enthusiasm. And he had you know some great players that he's coached. So he has experience. He knows what it is to to coach Fiorentina. Uh, the fans know what to expect. The only thing is with Prandelli, he's been out of the game for a while. So as we see, you know, football and the rest of things evolve. So it's interesting to see if Prandelli is able to also evolve with the times. Um, Yakini for me was never the, the coach for Fiorentina. I think for their project, if they're going to be aiming for Europa League, Yakini doesn't even make that. And, and his past has, has proven that. You know, he's a, he's a coach that's going to keep you maybe in Serie A, but I don't see how he can push for mm. your, Europe. That's so, you agree I, it was the right time to sack him? I, I partially disagree yeah, with what, Peter. I yeah. agree. You agree? Yeah. Well, I mean, now you're going to have the time where mm -hmm. they're on international break. Right. You can discuss certain things. And then within a week or so, you're going to be able to to start training these guys. So I, I partially, I kind of agree with him, but except for the fact that Montella could have been a, a, a good fit again for Fiorentina, knowing knowing that he's been already... He knows uh, Joe, Joe Barone and also me, so it would have been, uh, you know, uh, something that, uh, you know, uh, you don't have to just start from scratch with somebody like Montella. Plus, the, the organic that they have right now on board is a lot more, uh, it's richer than what they actually had when Montella was there. And Montella had limited players and limited uh, a team to work with, which was not uh, what they have right now. So, uh, I think Montella, uh, for me, is a lot more qualified than, uh, than Prandelli, given the fact that Prandelli has been out for a long time and Montella... Montella is a, is a, was a good player, so I'm not sure about Prandelli. Prandelli was a decent player back players. then. But, uh, Him and his players. Uh, you know, uh, Montella was, a Montella was a, the little plane. Uh, but it's besides also, <laughs> you know, on the field. It's also in the locker room, mm -hmm. you know, how you relate to the certain players. So even though that there's some new players, there is some players that were there last mm -hmm. year. So there, there's a lot to, to decide on. So what, what, what were your thoughts? So, uh, bringing back uh, Montella, absolutely not. Jesus. Wow. I would not bring him back. He, he was already there. He didn't look too good. I remember when uh, when Inter was looking for a coach and they were saying, oh, bring back Mourinho. And, and then a lot of, I spoke to a lot of the Interists and they said, no, once you coach at a place, you know, don't bring the, the coach back because uh, it doesn't usually doesn't work out. So I feel the same way for Prandelli. Um, if we look at Prandelli, um, at Prandelli history, well, he did okay in the, with Italy. He did okay, I think, in the European Cup. He did well, yeah, and I well. and I liked the way he played. But uh, he was in the World Cup yeah. right, in 2014, yeah, yeah. and he didn't do too good there. I mean, we didn't look too good. 
The thing that that uh, you know that uh, I don't like about Prandell, even though he did pretty good. I mean, in 19, 1997, he was uh, he, he was with with Atalanta. Nineteen ninety eight, he was with uh, Lecce. Nineteen ninety nine, he was with Verona. In two thousand, he was with Venezia. In two thousand two, he was with Parma. Two thousand four, he was he was with Roma. <laughs> then he went to Galatasaray. Uh, then oh, he went right. to Valencia. Then he went to Al Nazir, whatever that is. Ming, yeah. Then Forget he went to Genoa. I mean, he, he changed a lot of team. And when a coach changes, you know, you know, if you stay there three years, four years, okay. He did stay with Fiorentina for I think he five did years. stay. Yeah, he did stay there for five years. And and then uh, with Italy stayed for a few years. Then all the other teams. When you stay one year, I don't know why do you stay one year. That means your project. You you have to be able to sell your project at least for three years. Then if the project doesn't work, then you know you move Ciao, on. You know the only thing that I like but, about Prandelli, I gotta be honest with you, is the fact that he, when Cassano was still in uh, in uh, the Serie A, he won it. Cassano he brought him back. Yeah, Cassano. Uh, he, he valued Cassano a lot, and Cassano paid. Cassano so repaid him with uh, the best thing. Stuff. The best thing about uh, Prandelli is that he was born in August of 1957, and that's when I was, bo- oh, and that's when I was born. That's, that's a, the best that, part about That's it. a go- best qualification. No, that's the best qualification. Was that? No, but I, uh, <laughs> we only a few days away. But oh. no, of course, with Fiorentina, with our friends, with Rocco and Joe, we hope the best, and we hope that this is the time where they get a, a good coach. The team is good. Joe, Rocco, I like the team, I like the players, you know. You have the players to be... Right after Milano and and uh, and Torino, and Roma. Uh, and Ro- you need to and you know Napoli. you got to be right there, uh, okay? You need to be right there. Right now, Napoli. So that's where you belong. You belong number six. Six. That's where you belong. Seven sisters. And, and that's where you should be. So I'm hoping I all the best and I'm hoping that it, that uh, that it works out. I I. I absolutely agree. I mean, Montella, there's no way you could bring Montella back. That's the is opposite. That crazy? It's absolutely crazy. Why is it crazy. that crazy? Because you're going back. You just fired him for a specific reason. Now you're basically saying, wait, we were wrong about that. Let's bring back a guy who but wasn't yeah, able to bring results to the ma- club. Pretty much it's, a new squad. It's a, it's a complete opposite. It's a complete opposite of what you needed. Where's the new squad? Yeah. Like- Montella is out of the question. Half. I would never bring Montella back. Once you do that, now you're starting to show insecurity, and it's not the right move to, to bring Montella back. So I wait, think they did really well. Are you and I think wait, that Prandelli... I hey, think, it's not your turn yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that Prandelli is, is a good choice. He understands Florence. I loved his Fiorentina at the time that he was there. In, in Italy in Euro 2012 he brought to life a team that was dead in yeah. 2010 Italy was dead he he was able to choose the right players he brought Balotelli and Cassano who were seen as outsiders as they you shouldn't bring these guys into the team he brought life and excitement back to Italy in 2012 yes he dipped off I'm not saying he's the best out there obviously I think Sadi and Spalletti would have been great but those are two top coaches that are not going to take over a team mid midterm so in terms of that, I think that compared to Montella, compared to Aquilani, Prandelli is the best choice out of all three. Too much uncertainty around Aquilani, and you're already past the stone of Montella. I hope that Prandelli, we could see that form of Italy 2012 and Fiorentina during the time that he built a great team. Is De Rossi still officially a coach, or is he still uh, going through the school and all the stuff, through uh, uh, Coverciano or whatever? No, he doesn't have his license yet. Yeah. He doesn't have the license uh, no, yet. No, no, no. Yeah, but, besides, but it, I don't yeah, think he has you, no experience. I don't think you, you take yeah. De Rossi. It, don't get him you have to have a. <laughs> Don't get him I just hope that this project, the Prandelli, is not there just for the yeah exactly. right now. Yeah, I hope for the that they had term. the discussions. Say, Prandelli, we see you 
for the next two, three years. Mm. And that's how you're going to be able to build a team. And, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be successful, mm-hmm. but at least you'll see a progress. You see the certain progress of the team and it's climbing up the ladder. Okay, so let me ask you something since you're an expert. Next topic. Uh, Paisa, mm-hmm. I'm talking to you. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, if you are, are Comiso or Joe, are you making a decision whether to suck somebody to bring somebody else? What would that be the criteria for you to say, <laughs> hey, listen, I see the way you put the, the team on the field. I see the formation. I see the way the team responds. It's not what I want. Is that the, the, your main reasons, or you just uh, you just say, "Hey, listen, the team is not producing results. So we the, need to the, change." There regardless. are three reasons. Okay. W- one is the the fans that don't want you anymore, and okay. you know the okay. public uh, is is against you, and the media is against you. Everybody's against you. Mm-hmm. Number two the players are not following you anymore. Mm-hmm. Once the player, they don't follow you in the mm-hmm. locker room, you're done. You're mm-hmm. finished. You better leave. Yeah. You better leave. And number three, the results. There's right. no results. I mean, you, you need to bring, with the team that he has, he's got a great goalkeeper. I mean, Spectacular he's, midfield. You know, the midfield, the midfield the is very line, good. Line. You know, Petzella is a good, is a good, very good Milenkovic defender. Milenkovic is, good Milenkovic is Caceres, very Caceres. good. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe the center, I mean, they got three center forwards. They got uh, uh, Cutrone, they have Vladovic Quame. and Kwame. They're three center forwards, but they're not scoring. You know, they are maybe for the three, I would rather have one that will put the ball in the net. Mm-hmm. That's where maybe it's the system you know, probably that b- because uh, really I mean you had and now you have also the wings. I mean you you could have nice wings from each mm-hmm. side. You have Caleon. You yeah, have Andrea Bat on the middle right there. Lirola is very fit. Ribery, Ribery. Yeah, but I mean Ribery could be the 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 brain. Yeah, is the brain. the brain. The number ten that the the register. the maestro there. Excellent. You know, I think the only thing that they're missing uh, other than the coach is the number nine that puts the ball in the net and then the the, the team is complete we agree speaking about lacking number nines uh inter tied 1-1 to atalanta lukaku didn't start the match obviously he was still hurt he he did come in uh lataro martinez scored the first goal Uh, atalanta pulled the match back and uh it ended in a tie obviously we said that both teams were not in their greatest of moments atalanta coming off of a bunch of uh, poor results, you know. Liverpool was just around the corner, and Inter too. Uh, I think it's one win in eight matches. One if, win in eight matches, yeah. If if I'm not mistaken, one win in eight oh, matches so for, happy for Inter. Uh, <laughs> and Conte, you could definitely feel that he's on the hot seat. Even after the match, you know, they asked him. They said, uh, "What do you have to say to the people who who think that Conte doesn't have the fire inside him anymore or the desire to win?" He told him to lay off, uh, lay off the alcohol, lay off the wine. Wow. Uh, so so you could tell that there's some pressure. Peter, as an Inter fan, how'd you feel about the draw, the results, everything that's going around this season? Pull another excuse from your heart. Let's go. No, it's not excuses. Pull I think from the hole. Listen, with, uh, with, <laughs> with Antonio Conte, <laughs> you, <laughs> he's definitely on the hot seat. You know, it, Good. this is the year that Inter is supposed to compete for the Scudetto. And the way that we started is not the way that a team that wins the Scudetto starts. Mm. In, but saying that, we're right there. Right, because we're lucky, I guess, this year. You have Juventus that we don't know what to expect, and probably having a worse season than Inter, um, considering it all. Um, you know, you have Napoli or up, but we're still trying to figure out this Napoli. Gattuso's Napoli. Milan is there, but you know, recent results. There's there's first some place. problems. First place that could that could uh, arise. First place. But going back first to Inter, place. I so I'm trying to 
you know, analyze this game and say, okay, look at Real Madrid. <laughs> the Real Madrid game, we saw with a Perisic Lautaro how bad that attack looked. And I think with a Lautaro Sanchez, already we saw a little improvement. Definitely, it was a game where Conte had this team, you know, cautious, right? We saw there wasn't many opportunities, especially in the first half. Um, they were just trying to feel each other out, both teams, um, coming off of losses from the Champions League. But what I did like to see was Sanchez Lautaro brought a little more liveliness. And then the back line of a Bastoni, uh, De Vrij, Skriniar, which is what this Inter needs in order to win or even have thoughts of winning mm -hmm. a Scudetto. And we stopped a t Atalanta team who is quite dangerous in attack to only one goal. That's one positive. Now I'm going to talk about the negative. Okay. Negatives. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there were no negatives. <laughs> Let's go. Negatives. Number one. How many negatives we have, Pete? Tell hold me. Hold on, hold on. So okay. negatives, I want to go to the style of play, right? Conte's style, and this is something that's been, uh, you know, uh, things that we, we've always attacked him on. Which right? is, what is Conte's style, the by the way, for the people that don't know, what is it? The predictability, oh, predictability. of this Inter. <laughs> Everything always seems to go the same way. The ball moves the same way. There's there's missing that uh, creative link, right? Especially when you have a player like Ericsson, who, let's say, he's been poor since coming. He's had some chances this year, at least. But we're, we're missing that creativity in that midfield. You know, Conte system is that hard-not uh, midfielder, Vidal, Barella, Brozovic, uh, guys like that. But everything keeps keeps on moving to the sides and crosses and, and so on and so forth. Long ball to Lautaro holding up, play and whatnot. So that is one criticism. Second criticism is uh, Conte's fault as well, I think. Um, the the substitutes, right? In a game that's one nothing, you change both strikers, Lautaro and Alexis Sanchez. You don't have any upcoming games. And you put in a Lukaku Perisic. You know, it, question marks. I'm not saying that there's there's maybe a reason behind it. Lautaro looked tired. Sanchez was was just coming back from injury. But I think it, it sends the wrong message to the team, maybe. You know? Because you still at one nothing, you're in this game, and you have to go for that second goal. You have mm -hmm. to finish this game. And then third, it's just been the Inter players' lack of scoring and finishing a match. I mean... Vidal, we saw him. He was one on one with a goalkeeper on a breakaway. What do you mean? You should. You, you got to score that. I'm sorry. That's Any, true. especially Vidal. That's not Conte's fault. There, you're getting a, a player like Vidal with all the experience and and, and what Conte was looking for. You got to finish that chance and put the game to rest. Yep. Two nothing. That happens. Atalanta doesn't come back. And then we saw it. The, you know, Atalanta had that one shot. They play well, and they and they scored. One, and they, one, deserve, they deserve even to win. Let they could have. They could have won afterwards. Yeah, and that's also a question mark to, to Conte and trying to get this team back in. Um, mentally, I think we're we're not ready yet, and we need to start getting a string of results. Listen, winning brings on winning, mm -hmm. right? Once Inter gets into some sort of uh, you know form, then I want to see how we can compete with the top teams. But right now. I feel like it's very, very tense right now within the locker room. Let's let's get your opinion. I want to. I, 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 I know. I know you do. Sure. Okay. I don't know if it's gonna oh, stop after right. this. First of all, are open. <laughs> first of all, what makes you think that everybody's gonna roll out the red carpet for you to just win a string of games? That's 
out. Second of all, okay. you keep <laughs> finding excuses for this guy here. This guy here, I it, criticized it, listen to me, Conte does not have a system. Okay. You keep saying contest, contest game, contest system. It does not have a system. Have a system. Anything that he yeah. does is copying, and it doesn't. It's not even good at copying. I'm forget about copying. Let me tell you something. Okay, if you got a copy, if you got a copy, you put a, a piece of a piece of trace, uh-huh. and you just trace the line. Just stay on top of the line, okay? Until you really finish up to draw the picture, okay? What else? Did you understand what I'm trying to tell yes. you? Copying is something that a child is capable to do. <laughs> Conte is not even good at copying somebody, you know, great uh, uh-huh. rules. Uh-huh. Like the Gasperini. Gasperini doesn't play the 3 5 2. He plays the 3 defender. But Gasperini, it's and he one. Takes five goals from Liverpool. Doesn't matter. Okay. Listen, we don't understand. Hey, understand. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> My turn. Okay. <laughs> He's on a roll. <laughs> Gasperini, Gasperini doesn't embarrass himself. No, he goes all I'm the nothing. way. He doesn't change style. <laughs> Gasperini, he goes all the way out. Okay. What else? So, what else? On, so, top of, on top of the copying. No it's more, my turn. No okay. <laughs> Number two. That's so, a- he, you guys, you guys have to understand that all the prediction that you made before the beginning of the season, you got the player that you want. You got the coach that you want. You should have sucked at the guy. You keep you keep paying him 12 million euros, 30, 30 million euros. So that means that you made a commitment. You think you got everything already on the bag or, or in the tank. Forget about it. So, so far, you're saying we, we need a string of wins. It's not going to come. You have AC Milan that kicked your ass already. Lazio, Roma, Juventus, Napoli, and even mediocre teams that are gonna give you hard time. So you think you roll it over all of those all of those uh, uh, teams is gonna be easy? It's not. Number one. Number two. You are not you. You are. You're a good guy, Pete. I like you. <laughs> I love you. I mean, you could be my my son. Thank God you're not my thank son. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, listen, you have to just say as it is. Just just call it as it is. I said, Conte is a disaster. If you say it, I'm gonna kiss your freaking head. Just say it. Say Conte it. is a fucking disaster. Oh He's a disaster. He said that Yakin is available right now. <laughs> so he made himself available for Fiorentina. That guy is going to do a better job for you. Just take him and you'll see it. Okay. With all the players that you have, you can, you're getting one of the best players in Europe, Ericsson, to become depressed. The guy wants to leave. He can't wait to get out of there. You know what? We'll take him. <laughs> we can take him. Okay? For free, we'll all take right. him. All right? Well, all right. And what, the last thing, last thing, you get Vidal, you get all the players that you want. I gotta, I gotta tell you something. Once you get players that they have one foot on the grave and another one on a banana peel, what do you think Real Madrid let them, those people go, or Barcelona? Do you think that they, they're gonna let them go to Inter because uh, they, they can, uh, you know, uh, they got a better prize? They're not good anymore. If they were any good, they would kept them. So that's why you guys got it. And you, 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 I mean, not you. <laughs> Conte, uh-huh. Conte, he, he was bragging them. I said, come on, we're going to win everything. I want experienced player to win the Campionato and the Champions League. That's what he said. Now you got the experienced player. Show me what you have. Okay? Now you have to live, live up to your words. Now it's your turn. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The, the maestro here. Go ahead. You're done? Sorry, sorry, I'm done. I'm done. It's sorry? Out. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Pete, if you could be a son, <laughs> I would shoot myself. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, going back to Conte, I am disappointed. I was always one that defended Conte, but I'm disappointed this year on Conte. I'm, 
I mean, you can always do the 352. If you have Ericsson and you don't have a place for Ericsson on the on the 352, try to arrange or to try to change something, you know, so that this guy, you know, maybe you could find him a position. Why don't you try the, the 4231, you know, and, and try to, to, to put this guy in a position where he can succeed. Or, uh, I mean, you you played the 442 before with uh, Juventus. You know, try something else. The 352, I never liked the 352 in the Champions League. Why? Because uh, the, 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 the 35, the two that they are on the wings, they become fullbacks when you lose the ball. And if the other team has got some really fast players, you're done. You, you know, that guy's not going to come back on time. You know, you could do it uh, sometimes, but not all the time. So I would think that it would be smart enough to, to make some adjustments. And I haven't seen those adjustments. There is still plenty of time in the campionato. I mean, it's a long, it's a marathon, and there's still uh, a long way to go. And like he was saying, since Juventus is uh, behind uh, this year, and um, Mi- Mi- Milan, I do not believe yet that they can last a whole season like this. So there's still a chance for the other teams to um, to catch up. I, I think that everybody's overacting a little bit to Inter. I, I think that they've every team is going to go through these poor waves. They lost, I don't know how many players with covid uh, Lukaku then got injured. Uh, every team's going to go through these bad runs. And I understand your point. I understand everybody's point too about Conte. And I agree to an extent that I am pretty disappointed in Conte. And I've seen how ignorant Conte is to not understanding how to change in time. And I think that that's the biggest thing that, that takes him back from being this top, top coach and winning, you know, in Europe and all stuff is that he's got this stubbornness and, you know, I respect that he loves his players, that he'll die for his players. But at a certain point, some of the greatest coaches in history are the ones that can adapt and can move on the fly and can read situations and say, oh, I saw a little thing there. Let me tweak this and see if I can make something better. But again, I think that everybody's overreacting a little bit. Inter is a long, long, long season. When they get, they need a, a vice Lukaku, somebody behind him. But I think that that they're going to bounce back, and they're just through a rough period right now. That's my opinion. Look what Ancelotti did with, with Pirlo. No, I was going to say uh, I agree with some of you guys. I agree with Marco too. Last season, I gave Conte the benefit of the doubt because of the first season. This season, okay, he had some. He had who is that Conte? <laughs> he had some problems with COVID and stuff. Only was only seven rounds in, um, but I am a little disappointed in terms of the he's so stubborn in that way. But I wa- I still want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to judge him just yet. I want to wait till mid season or when we go through maybe I don't know till we're halfway through the se- season. Uh, then we'll see his uh, stance. But um, but stuff like Vidal, if Vidal put that away, we would have been talking about what a great win by Inter and all that stuff. So there's these slight, there's these like slight uh, things that happen here and there. But overall, uh, um, my my stance for Conte is still on hold. Uh, but he is definitely on the hot seat. One win in eight games is unacceptable for a coach that's getting paid that much and with everything that's going on. But yeah, uh, definitely a little slight overreaction. But hold uh, my a pause on Conte for me. I agree. Uh, before we get into uh, Juventus um, and then the Juventus Napoli. Which uh, you know, they there was a ruling for it. I want to remind everybody: you're seeing everybody at the table where the new merchandise that's going to be available next week, next Monday, October sixteenth. We've got our next drop coming. We did our photo shoot <laughs> yesterday. Me. Mike, 
flip it over here. We're flip, flip over here. Okay. We've, we're, we've got a lot of new designs coming October 16th, ItalianFootballTV.com. Uh, sign up for our mailing list. Text us at 917-905-2169. I almost forgot the number for a second. Uh, we're going to have exclusive deals, exclusive look. Anyone who's part of our mailing list or our text messaging platform is going to see all the full designs and full pictures coming real soon. So make sure you get on that and be ready next October, next Monday, October 16th is the next release. October, sorry, November. November. November, November. thank you, thank you. I'm losing the days over here. Uh, I just want to say thank you for the donation from BitDoc. He said, I agree with... Uh, I agree with Antonio and I'm an intertifoso. <laughs> Let me finish. Conte shows uh, Conte shows limitation and with the way Inter is playing, they can do better than last year. Inter should bring an old legend as coach like Pirlo or Juventus, maybe Cambiaso. It looks like you you messaged. Yeah, did here. you just write that? Is that what the phone call was? No. Did you text that, that, that was Gino, Gino, my uh, my co-manager co and coach and uh, for the, the Brooklyn Italian uh, so, uh, Gino, I'm going to call you right back. So, I'm on live, I told you I'm, live, I'm on live podcast. But I wanted to add what, uh, what to finish up what we were discussing about Conte. I said, Conte should be making a phone call to Ancelotti in an S game. I said, hey, by the way, how the hell are you, you adapt Pirlo to becoming a, a, a midfielder from, some, from the, register of, uh, the, the defensive uh, uh, register and then, you know, just make the, the game flow for AC Milan and becoming a spectacular, uh, uh, you know, display on the field. So, he should be actually adapt a player like Ericsson to a different role or or find a spot like Gaetano said he's a champion the guy I can I can be the leader of, of of his national team and the leader of the team where they used to play before I can I find a little spot a spot on a, on a team like Inter with all of those champions surrounding him so if you're not capable to do that that means that you you don't know what you're doing not you Pete I mean content <laughs> we understand we understand what you're doing it, it is a it is an interesting point because I remember last year in January when uh you when Inter signed Ericsson my thought was that Ericsson was going to be converted into a Brozovic I thought he was going to play as a regista adapt his game because I said there's no way this player plays under Conte I said unless Conte somehow changes his formation and change around the tactics that's why I always thought he was going to play there and it's funny because Cassano I don't know if you heard this. Mm. I, I'm wondering if the reason why you brought that up is because you read Cassano's interview. Did you? No. Okay, well, Cassano said that when? Conte... When did that happen? It was yesterday or two oh days boy. ago. What did he say? Cassano said that Conte should swap, uh, put Ericsson in the Pirlo role Ooh. right in front of his regista. You see? You which see? Is, which is like what we had said, what you just said now, and what I had thought that he was always going to become. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it will be interesting to see how he can do that. But again, now you're changing a player. Who does that, uh, that job right now? Brozovic, pretty much. But actually, it's actually Barella. Actually, Barella is always playing in front of the, in, in front of the defense Bro, and Brozovic, Brozo, right? Brozo so why don't you switch this guy here? That could be a great idea. I mean, I thought about Ancelotti because Ancelotti, he, you know, he coached AC Milan. And then when Pirlo, Pirlo up there, up to when Ancelotti took the job, it was like a, 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 a midfielder. I think, I think Conte's real problem with Ericsson isn't so much where he can place him on the field, but his intensity his level. His character, yeah. So uh, Conte wants a type of player that's going to be going in for a slide tackle, winning the ball. Pirlo so played under Conte, though. It's true. And well, I know it's I know it's Pirlo, so we're not saying, we're not comparing the two, but he did have that kind of, and, and Pirlo was more intense than some people gave him credit for, but it will be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, we got to talk about Milan, uh, sorry, Juventus-Napoli. Mm. The decision for the match was supposed to be today, the appeal that Napoli made. Obviously, at this point right now, if you remember, Juventus-Napoli, Napoli did not show up for the match. 
They were uh, docked one point, and Juventus were awarded the three points for the match. They filed an appeal because it was given, the points were given in that sense. The decision was supposed to come today. And after, I don't know how long of waiting, maybe a month, three weeks to four weeks for an appeal, we have not gotten a decision, and they decided to postpone it when we were expecting an announcement today. I do not know what's taking so long. Yeah. How much do you have to check into what happened to be able to determine if this appeal is That's legitimate or not? The game should be replayed and should take the penalty away from Napoli. I mean, hey, just do the right thing. I mean, hey, play the game, win the game on the field, and then hey, just that's it. I don't necessarily agree. Mm-hmm. I think that everything that's happened since that match, I was on the side of Napoli. I thought they were right to not show up. But now, I mean, I don't think they should be docked a point. I, I definitely, a little too I, much, right? I don't agree with the docking a point. But, I mean, multiple teams have been traveling to Torino now. Napoli has traveled outside of where they are. You know, the situation seems like it's been okay so far. Whatever. It's getting worse. It is getting worse, but I mean, like, every team is going and playing their matches. So why that match wasn't played, I don't know how they could find, you know, a legitimate uh, reason to not go there. And I know they said that Naples, the Campania region, didn't. But So, yeah, it, it's it's complicated. I can't believe that decision's not made. And to me, that's a bigger storyline is how it's not been made. Juventus did tie to Lazio in a very, very intense um, second half Juventus scored early on 1-0 Cristiano Ronaldo. The first half wasn't that bad uh, from Juventus' perspective. Second half, uh, in my opinion, the Juventus just they they wanted to run out with this win. They had 1-0. I think they thought, hey, we could close this out. They were not going up. And credit to Lazio, where Lazio did this one week earlier against Torino. They fought back in the last five minutes, uh, last five six minutes of the match to turn it around and win. And we've seen from Lazio they are capable of winning matches. They they are they live the motto fino alla fine because until the last second those guys believe that they could win. And in fact, they scored one second over the time. That's how much they really wanted to score. So in the in the second half, 94-01, Caicedo, who came off the bench once again, scored the tying goal for Lazio. And all credit to them because I think with the way that Juventus looked in that second half, I think that uh, a draw was probably the most fair result. Very, 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 very disappointed in not only Dybala, who I was obviously very critical of because how stupid you have to be for 10 seconds to not hold, control the ball properly, hold the ball, get a foul. I mean, every footballer learns this right away that in the last second, you let the guy come on you, foul you, you go to the ground, the game is over. Or at the very least, you kick that ball far. He dribbled it out. And I think that that's Juventus, again, overthinking and everybody trying to overdo themselves. But at the same time, Rabiot, Bentancourt, Cuadrado, Bonucci, all, all embarrassed on that last throw-in yeah. because they Correa looked like Maradona dribbling through everybody, 100%. which shouldn't ever happen. Yeah, I look. I saw the Juventus yeah. game. To be honest with you, Juventus game is getting a lot more fluid. I think that uh, the Pirlo is going to little by little. I think Pirlo is going to come out of this uh, of this dark tunnel. The thing is that Conte is not going to be able to do it because he's trying, trying, and trying. But Pirlo is starting, is starting to say, to to, uh, to imp, you know get some impression on the on the team, and I'm starting to see the team uh, just uh, a li- with a lot more fluidity. I mean, uh, the, the players they know what they are, they're supposed to be. They're getting balls. It's uh, the fluidity on the game 
it's there right now. So it's very unfortunate that I get the Lazio get a score at the last seconds. But uh, I, I mean, to me, this Juventus deserved the game because I went back home and I, w- I watched the game. Actually, I watched the game at 6.30 in the morning. And then on my way back, I watched the AC Milan game and the Inter Milan game because I watched only the first half. To me, Atalanta overplayed Inter and Juventus overplayed Napoli. I mean, uh, Lazio. Uh, you you criticizing a little bit too much because I think you're a little bit, uh, a little bit upset. But uh, uh, Juventus deserved the win to me. Okay, really? Lazio didn't show much. Actually, on the last 10 minutes, Lazio was so slow, even in bounding the ball and passing. They were passing lateral pass like that. They had no, no sense of urgency to, to get this game tied. So it was just a lack of a draw that they just went up scoring on the last seconds. I mean, it, it happened to the, to, the, to the best team and to the worst team. The way you want to put it, I think Lazio, they just have the, the, the lady, lady fortune uh, uh, on their side this no, year. So, no, I don't agree with you. Uh, listen, uh, it's about luck. No. It's nothing it's not but luck. luck. Okay, first of all, uh, I think Lazio were missing a few key players. Uh, their Capo Cagnere wasn't there. Lazzari wasn't there. They were missing another midfielder too. Uh, Juve, okay, they... I feel like Lazio, for the most part, had most of the possession and stuff, and Juve played a little bit more organized. But as soon as I feel like as soon as Ronaldo came out, he came off with a, it looked like an injury. It doesn't seem to be serious. That's when Juve kind of parked the bus, and like Marco said, we're hoping to close out the game. Uh, and I just want to bring out a funny thing: how Marusic was about to throw in the ball on the other side, and then Inzaghi was right next to him and pushed him, and it was like, and he showed him Korea, mm. and then he ended up throwing it to to Korea, who, like Marco said again, he looked like Maradona, but it was really bad defending by Juve. Went around him, Caicedo, as he does, gets the late goals, he's n- uh, nothing new from here, and scores it from there. Uh, I think a tie was not a crazy scenario, it just looked kind of crazy, because it happened at the absolute last second of the game, but overall, I didn't think Juve were that much more special than Lazio to really deserve the three points. They should have got the three points with uh, how it was played out. But it ends as a draw, and it wasn't, and it wasn't too crazy because most of the other big teams dropped points except Napoli and uh, Roma. So, so you basically say that I'm right. So what do you think? Not really. I said the opposite, sort of. Well, I am disappointed on Pirlo. I think of the the Juventus. I mean, I understand that the defenders they screwed up, Dybala screwed up. Uh, but the biggest disappointment for me so far is Pirlo because Pirlo has players that nobody else has in Italy, okay? You have the most talented team in Italy and I'm talking about Quadrado who's playing fantastic. I'm talking about Bonucci and Chiellini that they were the great defenders of uh, nine years and nine, uh, mm. and that they won uh, so so many uh, so so many ago. goals. You have Chiesa, talented young players, Kuluseski, Chiesa, Morata, Ronaldo, Dybala. Are you kidding me? I mean, you got a Dybala who the guy's got so much talent. And now this kid looks like he is done. Because from what I could see, they do not believe in this kid. So what happened? Last summer, they wanted to sell him. And now he's always on the bench. He's coming off the bench all the time. And he plays the last 10, 15 minutes. Like a prima vera player. Yeah, so so somebody who's, who's that talented, the way that it's either the top management... Uh, for Dybala because now it's becoming Dybala is a mental uh, it's a mental case but you still Pirlo you still have so much talent there 
that the team should play much better. And I see Pirlo is not clear. One week Chiesa plays on the left, one week plays on the right. One week uh, Kulusevski plays right wing, then he plays left wing, then he plays left midfielder, and yesterday he played... Right midfielder. And he's out as an attacking midfielder yeah. too. At times. Yesterday on the three, <coughs> he played the right midfielders. And then, you know, so Ronaldo one time, he plays uh, on the left, and then now he plays with the two people up front. So it's who's going to be? It's going to be the, the ball and Ronaldo. is going to be Morata and the ball. And Ronaldo is going to be the... Anyway, to me, his, his mind is not clear and how to put this team on the field. For sure. I agree. And, and I, that's what that's I fair. I think it's very true. I, I definitely agree with that. And I think that he's trying to force a system and a formation that doesn't really fit Juventus. I don't like the way that, that the team has lined up and look. Uh, obviously, I do agree that there's been players who don't show the right intensity and who are not following simple, simple, simple football rules. Artur has been sick. You know, he's had this stomach problem, which is the reason why they said that he was subbed off you know who knows whether it's true or not mm. but uh but yeah it's disappointing and i think uh, yeah. that i think that what will be crucial after the international break is seeing delict and alexandro back for juventus oh i i forgot to put delict and alessandro so when you add delict and alessandro with arthur and all those other guys i mean come on when they come back from international break i think that that's when you need to see the real juventus and you know after a couple of matches you need to see the right idea delict will be a huge for the defense and uh, and Alexandro as well, and and I agree, you need to start seeing some kind of consistency, and he doesn't know what. Even though Demiral is doing a, a, a decent job, yeah, he is, and Danilo too. Surprisingly, we've yeah. never seen Danilo play football yeah. as good mm. as this. But I think that it's also forcing him to play the three-man back line. When he plays the three-man back line, I don't like it because then you got Ronaldo and Morata up top. Again, it's complicated. I think that the team is more adapt for the four-three-three. But or four two three one. I think that that's just naturally where the team can play. No, you're copying best. Pioli now. Four two three one. Yeah, I'm copying Pioli. He is my idol. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's what I think about Juventus. Unfortunately, but we'll 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 see when uh, when the team comes back. All 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 good stuff from Lazio, who who did very well. Um, did you think being they out them? being out from uh, with so many difficult oh. players? I already said I, I said that they deserved the tie. So well done for them without Immobile and without them. Uh, Napoli also won against Bologna. Mm. Everybody's thoughts? Hey, Ozyman is the, the different maker over there. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Is, I, is that was a, I saw that. Yeah, Ozyman was good, but at the end, Napoli really could have uh, paid. Uh, I think it was, uh, who the hell was it? I think it was Satander that almost got a goal in like the 89th minute. So Napoli was really risking a tie on that one. Uh, Koulibaly scored a goal, but they, it was taken off. But for the most part, you know, they, they got the three points, but I think it was a shaky three points. And the best time to get it when the, uh, the other uh, top teams drop points. So now Napoli are really close over there. And all the teams right now are just a couple points uh, away from each other. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, come round 38 and see who's going to be in the top four spots. It's going to be a really good uh, Serie A race. That top four is so strange because, <laughs> yeah. like right now, I mean, even Roma. I mean, Mkhitaryan is on fire and, and Roma's entire team is on fire. 3-1 yeah. uh, win for them over Genoa. 
I mean, we, we've all had differences on who we see in the fourth place. I think a lot of the bigger guys have, have stumped down this year, and even Milan being in, in first place. What's the problem with that? What the, the problem is that it <laughs> makes it complicated for every team to get the four spots. Oh. Who's going to fill in those four spots? Sassuolo, Milan, Roma, Napoli. Wait a minute. Peter's making a face. No, I, I, I think we it's... are right now. We are it's... first place. Yeah. Forget about the fourth place. You can talk about Inter about fourth place. <laughs> <laughs> right now, we fourth are first places. place. Maybe... Because of this year, yeah, it's it's still early. There's going to be yeah. a lot of games being played this year, <laughs> where you have to play a Saturday, Sunday, yeah. uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. They have to be able to fill it up because <coughs> you have the Euros coming up. So even with, for example, Napoli, right? They narrowly won one nothing versus Bologna, but this is an important game, especially in Serie A, where the results is what really you know ultimately comes down to. That's what counts. You get that win. You're coming off from Europa League playing on Thursday. It's not so easy between not just the you know the physical levels, how you're feeling fitness-wise and, and the players, but also mentally. It's draining. Um, then during the whole COVID and players are getting sick and players not being duty. on you know uh, uh, on the on the team. So it's going to be interesting um, to say the least. But that being said, even like you said, Roma is a surprise. I like the way they're playing. I think Pedro, Mkhitaryan, and Jeko is an unbelievable mm-hmm. trident, man. These two guys can walk, can run off of and play off of Jeko, who holds the ball, can turn, and you have these two speedsters who also know how to move the ball. They're going to be interesting side. Um, so I think there's a lot of uh, good teams. Like mm-hmm. you said before, when you say no one's going to roll down and, and you know bow down to you, you're going to see a lot of, I think, upsets also. So we we have a lot Pete, of games. It's a good example that you just brought up. I mean, look Fonseca, what he did with Pedro. Yeah. Pedro, he, he was just implanted right now, like uh, last week. They put it in. The guy, he, he's into the fluidity of Roma. It's actually making Roma going f- well, a lot more fluidity. I mean, a good player. What about Ericsson? He's not a good player. He's a great oh, player. Hey, you got to start bringing the conversation <laughs> back to Ericsson. All right, so, so uh, let me make a couple of uh, comments about uh, Napoli. <laughs> I'm really impressed with yeah. uh, Napoli. Colabelli played some game, and this guy Lozano, wow, mm-hmm. what a player! If you look at from last year to this year, what a change this guy has made. So I, uh, I like Atuso. I he played actually with almost four forwards, and he managed to balance the team. And I think the balance is uh, this guy Bocayoko. Bocayoko. I mean, he created he created this balance between uh, the the, um, defense midfield. the defense defense midfield and he's able to play with a very uh, offensive line. So good job by Gattuso that he was able to do this. As far as the the goal from the Kulubali, there was a there was mm-hmm. a foul before. Mm-hmm. That's why that, uh, didn't that, count. that yeah, that's yeah. why it did not count. Talking about Roma real quick, I mean, I have said it from the beginning, I like Fonseca. I don't know yeah. if you guys remember, yeah, yeah. I've I said it him from last year that Fonseca is one of the best coaches in Italy. You said you wanted him sacked, And he's no? the most balanced. No, that was him. I didn't say that, never. Go roll the tape. Put the bar back on. He's lying, he's lying. So, just look at, just look at Roma. Okay, and l- let's look at, at uh, Fon- uh, Fonseca. Yesterday, he took out Mayorales. He put Cristante in the back. He put Mancini up, for, up front. He put Miki center forward or a falso nove. 
this is the the, the change. He changed one play. He changed three position, and the guy Mickey scored three goals. I mean, that, take some notes. Right? I mean, that is unbelievable. And another thing that I have to say for um, uh, for Roma, Zeko did not play. Yeah, COVID. So. Roma is not Zeco dependent, not like Inter, who's Lukaku dependent, not like Milan, who's Ibra dependent. Yes. And not like. Yes, we actually won one game no, without and, Ibra. And not like Juve, that is Ron, Ronaldo, Ronaldo dependent. dependent. Okay, Ronaldo so Fonseca. good job by Fonseca. That was well said. Okay. Another thing, you know, I want to pick up on what you just said, your uh, father. I mean, your father is a nice no, guy. No, I mean, no, I don't no, 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 your no, time no, is I'm, over. I'm your you, time is I over. I'm not giving you any credit. Your, your time is I over. I am not giving you any credit. I'm just saying to you that you are learning from me by just oh. justifying that Bakayoko, according to according to you, it was the link between the defense and the midfield. That means that our coach is capable of plugging in Keep players like Bakayoko or like uh, Ericsson and just make them play w- how they want them to play. Okay, so what's Thank your, you I don't understand your so point. Words, what's my, your point? My point? That was is, my point. No, that was B- my point. Bakayoko. <laughs> no, Bakayoko. Ba- 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 Bakayoko. Ba- or Yoko Baba. Bakayoko. Okay, exactly. Right. But Gattuso is doing what Ancelotti did with Pirlo. He's reading into the game and he said, this is what I want you to do. Forget about what you did before. But you didn't bring it up. I did. To do it. <laughs> <laughs> I brought up Pirlo before you. We're talking about right, Napoli. Case you won. That's it. No, I won. This is not not. I wanted to pay, um, to put the point. I wanted to bring up the point about Napoli. Good. We were talking about Napoli. I brought up about Napoli. Like what it. a good job Gattuso is doing. Mm-hmm. You should uh, tell okay. to him. Okay. Let's, let's, tell let's, him. let's finish this off. Uh, we have international break upon us. Oh boy. Mancini called up 41 Italian players to the national team. Whoa. I don't know. I think maybe maybe Gaetano, Dad, Antonio, maybe you guys want to get a run. Uh, Mancini might take you too. <laughs> he seems to be giving anybody and everybody with an Italian citizenship uh, a, a chance. chance. Well, I think that Mancini is positive for COVID, so I think he lost a little bit track and he's, he's going he's gonna to coach uh, from remote uh, with the computer, so... Maybe uh, he doesn't see everybody in the computer. I don't know. Maybe his computer a, had a glitch. Yeah, something happened. Or maybe, maybe he didn't have his glasses on this yeah, time. Maybe they're doing an expectation. Out of 41 players, maybe 20, they're going to come down with COVID and it's going to have at least another 20 players to work with. You never know until uh, you, you put them it on the field. doesn't make any sense. Also, by the way, Lorenzo Pellegrini uh, said on Instagram today that he tested positive for COVID, so he's in isolation, by right, the way. So they have 40? Hmm. So uh, they take 40, 40 instead of 41. Yeah, that makes it a lot better. By the way, this international break that's continuing to go on is ridiculous. Yeah. International break for the most part is always insane to me, but to do it now for these matches is yeah. just absolute madness. No, there's so much traveling. You can do that. It's it's the you know we need to keep the sanctity of the leagues playing right now. First and foremost, everybody's playing. They're playing so many games back to back. There's Champions League, Europa League, Serie, missed games, made up games, all this stuff. And now on top of it, you're throwing international break where some teams are missing ten. 13, 15 yeah, players too much. due to COVID positive, we're going to ruin the entire leagues by putting international break, continuing to put international break, where they're traveling all over the place. Within seven days, they're going everywhere across Europe. Yeah, that's not smart. To me, international break for this year should be suspended, especially doing... We just had an international break. To put another one right now, 
It's crazy. The thing is, you think they learned because the last international break, there were so many clubs that got the players back, and so many of these players got uh, got COVID. So it's definitely not smart to do it again. I don't know what they're doing. There's already too much games. They're already pushing the game so close to each other. People getting injured, people getting COVID, and now international break. Injuries, that's a good point. I think it's way too much. At the end of the day, they're humans. You can't be pushing them to the limit. There's just too much uh, I disagree. You just disagree. Just guys, to disagree. Yeah, I know. Just like Matt, if we if we came in here and said that they should go international break, I feel like we would guys, say we guys, listen to me. This is my thought. You're getting paid to play. Okay. You're getting paid to play. A professional should should listen. They get paid by the clubs. Yeah, you're getting paid. Yeah, to they play. get paid by the clubs. Okay. And, when, and especially when the, the the national team calls you, it's actually a higher call for you to do what you're supposed to do. Now the fact is. That the fact that you guys, you guys, I mean, Inter, Juventus, and uh, and uh, other teams, that you have a lot of players committed to their national team, <laughs> it's a big, it's a big drawback for you guys because you want your guys to be fresher all the time. But this is uh, this is part of the game. Plus, you, the fact that Mike, we're not going to be playing the international games right now. They're going to spill over. Whether you play now or you play later, it's going to happen. But it's a so, weird time to do it. Right, right now, we're having no, ten players that are It's better before than after. I don't think so. Oh, okay, before Europe like, is getting shut down currently all going in yeah, lockdowns no, again and we're like okay now's a great time to continue I, I, going with probably, international it's break. probably the worst time because a lot of the European countries are going but before we said there's a donation here from Spinner Media he said F1 for Anto who who do Red Bull need to do with Alex Albin or Red Bull poorly I'll be run on. it's not Albin I'll be on oh that's how we spoke alright are Red Bull poorly run and is Horner a loser does Hulkenberger Perez need to replace Mike, it sounds like you're reading out of a dictionary. That, that's how I, <laughs> I don't know listen, these listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Albert Hasenberg, who are these listen, people? Listen, Listen, it is quick. The Red Bull is a great it's a great Scuderia. So uh, they have uh, Verstappen, they have Verstappen, and they have uh, Albion. So uh, the, fa- the fact is that they're in second position right now in the construction championship is because uh, Ferrari is not living up to the expectation that they were, uh, that they were supposed to. Ferrari is supposed to like be one Inter. of the top team. No, but forget it. Don't compare Ferrari with Inter. Anyway, so uh, it's, uh, this is, uh, the, with the Formula One and the COVID and all the stuff, it's an evolving situation okay. because they cramped all of those Grand Prix with, a week from each other. You normally, sometimes you play every, I mean, you run every two weeks or three weeks sometimes. So they cram all of this stuff into the schedule. So this year has been already, it's, it's a disaster. So uh, the McLaren, I mean, uh, the, the Mercedes has won already the, the, the pilot uh, uh, championship and the constructor too. And, uh, you know, right now they're already building up and they're on the new project for the, for the cars for next year. And the specs, they're, gonna, they're not going to be that far off. So, you know, the pilots right now, they are all scrambling. They're doing the, uh, they are uh, actually doing like the, uh, the, mu- the music chair. So some of the Scuderia, they, they just buy them a pilot. Like Vettel is going to another Scuderia. We're getting Perez from another, uh, from, uh, uh, another uh, team. So it's just a musical chair right now that is going to be played out. And in March, we're supposed to see what the real situation with, with Formula One is. Until then, I mean, this Formula One this year, they played it because the, the sponsorship already put the money over there and they had to do it. So until then, we're going to wait until March. So it's over. Jeez. So the no pilot should be criticizing right now. I feel like you're talking Italian, by the way. I had no clue anything, what you were saying. Anything else on your notes? Anything yeah, else? just one last thing about this uh, COVID-19 test. It seems like uh, they take a test with uh, UEFA and it comes up positive and then they take a test and they go to Avelin or wherever they go there and then they're negative so come on get together have one test the same test so that these players I mean you you can this cannot be happening uh, you know in 2020 where you, you test positive for one test and then you 
you test negative and then the guy cannot play and maybe he could have played. Uh, so th- that's uh, I'm hoping that this week they get together and they decide between the UEFA and the, the local authorities and make one test for everybody. It, there definitely should be some sort of higher mandate for, for football and, and for all the sports. I agree with you. It's, it's weird to see one player in Champions League. You know, they had said Immobile. For Champions League, he can't play, but then for Serie A, he can, based off the tests they're taking. Peter, anything else from you? Anything that happened this week? You remember that's interesting? <laughs> Peter's like, why'd you call on me? Hey, like the teacher asking, or something. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> can, no? uh, after the international break, can you just read the, the, the next few games after the international break? Because I'm, I'm interested got, to see it. We still got some we got time. Like Mike, two weeks. Mike you, could, you, could, you could go over you that real go quick. You can look at it. Uh, mm. Find that, and we'll end off. Uh, Del Piero's birthday. Mm-hmm. Today, happy birthday. Happy birthday. 46th birthday. Wait to uh, Alessandro Del Piero. I want to know, what, what does everybody, what everybody see Del Piero as a player? You know, oh, one man. of the one of the last of a generation, I think, that, uh, that held professionalism, uh, loyalty, stood by his team when, when they needed him, and always performed in the important messages, ma- matches. Personally, my, my idol, I didn't have many idols in football, but Del Piero was one of them. So he was the maestro uh, coming from the left to the right and into the area, outside the area, and curving the ball this way. I mean, he scored so many goals like that. I mean, the guy was incredible. Uh, he won uh, a world championship with Juventus, the best club in the world, and he won the World Cup in 2006. So he was world champions in more than once. Um, I saw him score some incredible goals, dribbling. I mean, he he, he had everything. He he was talented uh, in every way, in, in technique, tactically, dribbling, scoring. Um, one of certainly the best player that Italy is ever. Nice guy too, wow. because we met him. Uh, you remember at the embassy? Very very like. Uh, you can talk to him like uh, he's, he's yeah. your uh, buddies or your uh, you know very very no. friendly. Very uh, very very nice guy. He so. lives in uh, in Los Angeles now, and every time he passes by uh, New York, he, you know he, he calls me and he says let's have coffee and very nice, very nice guy. Mm. He actually gave a quote about uh, players that don't uh, respect fans or that don't stop for fans and take pictures and autograph, and he said that he thinks that he we need to see more players take a second out of their day to sign autographs and take pictures of the fans. His quote was, it's a second for us to do, but it's a lifetime of joy for for our idols and for our fans. So I I love that about Del Piero, and that was the thing for me. You know, obviously on the field, I mean, the technique that he had and the things that he could do with the ball were just incredible, but for me, it was the professionalism. That's what I looked Mm -hmm. towards because you never saw Del Piero try to cheat the game. He always really respected uh, not only his teammates, but the opposition. And I love the leadership about him, too. Even when when Juventus went to Serie B, he said a true gentleman never leaves his lady. He wanted to stay. He loved the team. He fought for the team no matter what. Even when the team treated... I think that the real characterization of Del Piero, even when the team treated him badly, when they kicked him out unfairly and Agnelli announced that he was going to be leaving without Del Piero even having the, the right. And Del Piero earned everything to be able to say, oh, I'm leaving. And Agnelli wanted to step in and say, no, you're leaving. Uh, to you know, broadcast that, and he still never had one bad thing to say about Juventus. I think is a testament to the character that that he is and That's the true. character of a player. It's funny that you say that the, the players should stop and take pictures. 
And the last time that I met him and uh, he was in transit, uh, he told me a story. He goes, you know, this morning uh, I was taking a plane and then my flight was canceled and I had to go and take another plane and I had to run, otherwise I would miss the flight. And while I was running from one gate to the other gate, you know, of course there are fans, you know, that want a picture. And, you know, it feels so bad when I cannot stop and take a picture. And just for him to tell me that story, you know, why is that important, you know? But for him, it was important just to tell me how bad he felt that sometimes he cannot stop and, and take a picture. So that's, uh, it was funny that you said that. We have we have one good one too. When we were in Torino, we stayed at the same hotel years ago, 2009 maybe. Uh, we stayed at the same hotel as Juventus and uh, we went to watch a game. And after the match, the, they played a Europa League match against some bad team. Del Piero scored that match. Del Piero and Bonucci were sitting at the bar. We were right there too. And, uh, you know, no fans are allowed inside the stadium. And they're having a drink. They just finished the match. It's late, like 11 inside midnight. The hotel. Inside the hotel. Two fans run in and they spot Del Piero and they start screaming. And security drags them outside. Del Piero, again, drinking. You know, he's just, you know, he's relaxing. Puts his drink down next to Bonucci. Goes outside of the hotel Tells him, let these two guys come in, takes pictures, signs autographs, does all that, then goes back to take his drink. As no other Juventus player, mm-hmm. even bad an eye, he's the best player on the team by a country mile, and he still took the, the right to do that. And another time when we were in Philadelphia, they allowed fans in, everybody was walking away, and Del Piero was making sure every young player and every player, he didn't allow, allow one fan to go home without taking a picture, signing an autograph. And he used it as an example to show the other guys, like, hey, if I'm doing this, you guys all better be doing it too. Mm-hmm. Class, uh, yeah, class maybe. act. So that's Ale. the one thing about Del Piero. Grande act. Alessandro. Uh, okay, guys. Good? Uh, yeah, I want to say the fixtures uh, real quick. And before I say Ooh. that, uh, thanks. For, what? Wait, oh. is this the standings? No, I was oh. going to say the fixtures. Anto said the fixtures for oh, next time. Saying for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the games for next time. Uh, yeah. be playing. I just want to say a donate. No, thanks for the do- donation from Josue. He said, thoughts on Labadula switching to the Peruvian national team. He officially switched he? and now he's representing Peru. I, I had no he idea. played off friendly for the Azuri. He actually scored a hat-trick for it, but it wasn't recognized from FIFA, so they let him switch national mm-hmm. teams. It's fine. So now he's representing. He actually got who a cares? nice yeah, tattoo no of uh, Peru. Yeah, who cares? He's not going to play tattoo. for Italy. No, no, I'm just saying. I just want to read it out. I didn't know that Labadula. Peruvian. Peruvian. <laughs> yeah. He's We're half Peruvian. Yeah, he's I, didn't Peruvian. I didn't know he switched national teams. I knew it. I no, knew I knew it. he's half Peruvian. I, knew I, knew I, didn't, Peruvian. I didn't know he could switch. But Chato oh, keep right. telling me Antonio Lapadula is Peruvian. Uh, so. okay. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, okay. uh, go ahead. Say this. Say this game. I mean, this is two weeks from now. I want to no, know who's. I want to know. know who's in first place. Okay, go ahead. Messi Milan is in first place. What do you okay, mean? You so still don't know that it's Milan is first place? So next round... I'm of talking s- about us. Oh, okay. Who cares about that oh. nonsense? Was your last place? I don't know. Go ahead. So the next round of Serie A, which starts November 21st. Mm-hmm. We got... Are you peeking? No. We no. got... Crotone. November 21st? Yes. Oh, the next one. Wow. Yeah, the international break. Thanksgiving yeah. almost. Go ahead. Crotone, uh, Crotone Lazio. Mm. Spezia Atalanta. Juventus Cagliari. November 22nd. Fiorentino Benevento. Verona, Sassuolo, Inter, Torino, mm. Roma, Parma, Sampdoria, Bologna, Udine, Genoa, and Napoli, Milan. Oh, Gattuso boy. returns. That's Gattuso nice. returns. Gattuso revenge. We're going to win Napoli, this game. Napoli, Milan or Milan? Napoli, Milan. Napoli, Milan. Napoli, Milan. So We're going to win this Napoli. game. 
You're gonna win this game. We're gonna win this game. Very good pronunciation, Mike. Congratulations on the on the teams. Your pronunciation of the teams. I'm learning from my maestro over here. How can I not learn? No, because Cagliari is very difficult to pronounce for somebody that is not Italian. You know. So wait, you didn't add up. We didn't add up the. I didn't. I didn't add up the scores. Add up the scores. So why didn't add them up? We don't understand that. We can do that off camera. Yeah, we could do. We could do it after. I know, Peter. You kept getting results. I know that for sure. I think your dad got results. Yeah, this guy thing is in first place. Yeah, I think he got two exact. No, you got two exact. He got two exact when no one else had it. So that's that's a four straight clean points. I just saw Peter smiling with with a few of them. I think you got the Juventus right. Uh, so anyway, guys, uh, as always, thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe and like the video for more content. As always, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao, guys. Hey, but you didn't say push. What are you saying? Stars. Oh, I'll say it really quick. Guys, make sure you like it and you subscribe it to the oh, podcast, okay? okay?